Hello, I'm CM Conway, the filmmaker of the witty and poignant indie, How to Successfully Fail in Hollywood, now on Prime Video, and FunnyFailureFilm.com. On this now monthly podcast, we celebrate funny flubs, bodacious blunders, and miraculous missteps that happen to us as artists. So hone your funny bone and let's get started. Hello, welcome to our podcast. Our show is inspired by our diverse, inclusive, grassroots indie, How to Successfully Fail in Hollywood. A witty and poignant film that follows two best friends on the way to their dreams and all the trials, tribulations, and triumphs that happen along the way while unearthing a treasure of insider secrets of Tinseltown and revealing the power of courage and friendship, along with being able to look failures in the eye and laugh. And that's what we try to do on this show. So if you're an artist and you've had a mishap that's happened on your creative journey and you'd like to share it on the show, please visit funnyfailurefilm.com and click on Share Your Story. I have a fun story to share today about the dog in our film. When we were having pre-production in the Bay Area for our film, I was looking for the right dog for Ellie's dog in the film. I tried various avenues. I'd received pictures of dogs that could be options. And of course, I love dogs but I failed to find the right dog for our film. And after searching for a while, I was at a gallery art show and stumbled across the most remarkable creature I have ever seen. The art show was displaying works of various artists, including Nancy Wynn, who creates these fantastic fiber art creatures that look like real animals. I walked by one of them and fell in love. I was walking around this dog. It looked like an adorable mid-sized terrier and really couldn't believe my eyes. It suddenly occurred to me, this dog will be perfect for our film. I can't explain it, but it was so lifelike and endearing. It had its own personality, and it was shining through. And I thought to myself, this is the perfect representation of Ellie's world. Now, Ellie in the film is an actress, and the film also plays with the themes of fantasy and reality. And Ellie's struggling at times with what is real and what is fantasy? What is authentic and what is a facade? Who is real? and who might just be performing a part. In the gilded city of Tinseltown, sometimes it's hard to tell. And she often falls on her face, trying to figure this out, and then picks herself back up and tries again. So when I saw this dog, it's the perfect representation of fantasy and reality. It looks like a real dog, but it's not. 
and when I spoke with the gallery representative and asked about acquiring the dog, she instructed me to pay the amount that was listed and then come back when the show was over. And I couldn't wait. And Nancy Wynn is an exceptional artist and her creations are thoughtfully crafted. Each of them just have this cool, vibrant spirit. And this dog was no exception. And this dog ended up being in our film, being this really wonderful metaphor of the fantasy world of the protagonist. And it also just injected this quirky sense of humor throughout the film. And I have to say, our cinematographer, Lisa Stoll, seemed to really enjoy shooting the dog because we were doing just various shots of the dog, a fun close-up, and she really knew how to capture the dog, so it just seemed even more lifelike. And a really remarkable thing happened after we wrapped the film. Now, because the film is inspired by my own bodacious blunders, and it's a very diverse and inclusive film, we had such community support. A lot of local businesses in the Bay Area and Sonoma County and Los Angeles are in the film. The film also has a positive depiction of a Latinx gay character, authentically and wonderfully portrayed by actor Adrian Gilbert. And the film also addresses the issues that happen to most of the artists in the industry, that is the journeyman actors hitting that bat, working hard every day. And this momentum started to occur with the press being interested in covering various aspects of this film. For example, I was invited to do a radio show and at the last minute I decided to take this dog to the interview just for fun. And in my head I'm thinking, why am I taking this dog? I'm on the radio, no one's going to see it. But I just followed that little instinct that said, just take it. And so I did. And I brought the dog, and I'm in the lobby waiting to go into the studio before my interview. And a person or two walks by, and they do a double take, which I was to find out would often happen when I brought this dog, because it really does look lifelike. Now, I named the dog Cassie. And I'd say, oh, it's the dog in our film. It's not real, her name is Cassie. And then they would just laugh. And that's the same thing that happened with the gentleman interviewing me on the radio show. So I put the dog next to me. And before we went on air, he wanted to take a picture of me and the dog and then ended up putting it on social media. And then he asked me on air about the dog and then let the audience know, well, we're going to post a picture of the dog on social media so you can see it. And I just had a good time with it. And then I had another interview for a television station. And again, I thought, oh, I'm just going to take the dog. It'll just be fun. If people think I'm weird, they think I'm weird. And wouldn't you know, when I arrive at the studio and then I'm met by one of the representatives who worked there, I'm walking down the hallway. And just before we're about to open the door to the television studio itself, she turns around and holds her headset to her ear clearly being talked to in her headset by someone. And then she looks at me and she says, um, the producers would like to have a picture of the dog. So I'm looking around thinking, oh my gosh, there must be cameras around this studio where you can be seen when you're walking down the hallway or when you enter in. And they must have seen me carrying this dog. 
And so the representative brought me onto the studio set, and this was about a half hour before the show was going to go live. And I also brought the poster for our film, and it was on a thick map board, so it could stand up by itself if it was leaning up against a wall or something. And so she put the poster on the studio set because it was very well lit, and then she put the dog next to it, and she started taking pictures of it. And later I saw those pictures on social media and she shared those with me as well. And I shared them on social media. And then I decided to take it a little bit further. And when our film screened at the American film market, I took that dog with me. Now I live in the Bay Area. And so I took that dog on the plane with me. And I, you know, I wrapped it up nicely, but I did carry it on the plane. I didn't want to put it in any kind of luggage or anything. So I put the dog in the overhead bin when traveling and let it know that I was going to take it out once we landed. And so I brought that dog with me to the American film market. And what I did is I had this cool little bag I put it in so I could cover it up when I wanted to and then lift the cover off it when I wanted to show it. And when I first walked into the American Film Market, it's at the Lowe's Hotel in Santa Monica. I have the dog with me, and I see this man who is a well-known personality who talks about distribution. I've seen him on various high-profile YouTube channels talking about films, indies, distribution. And so I introduced myself, and we started talking, and he wanted to know about my film. He's a very friendly person. And then he looked at my bag and he said, what's in this bag? And I said, oh, I uncovered Cassie. I said, this is Cassie the dog. She's in our film. And his eyes got so wide. It's like he couldn't believe it. And he kept looking at it and he goes, it looks so real. And we just started laughing. And I mean, it's a great conversation starter. And it just injects this really funny, entertaining element with whomever you're talking to. And so I just started walking around, talking with various filmmakers. In fact, when I was outside the market at one point, I put the dog up on this cement block that was near the front of Lowe's Hotel. And I thought, oh, this will make a great establishing shot. So I got my camera out, framing the picture with Cassie in the shot, and I was getting ready to film. And wouldn't you know, a gust of wind blew, and Cassie fell along with the bag she was in, and just slammed onto the ground. I was horrified. And I quickly got the bag, put Cassie in it. And I was just checking to see that she didn't break or anything like that. And this woman came by and she goes, oh, that's a great dog. And we ended up having a conversation. And she ended up working for a pretty high profile outlet. And so I gave her just a little postcard about our film. But I have to say the most memorable experience I had is when I took it even further and was walking down in the upper levels where a lot of the production, distribution, and various territory offices are. And I had Cassie in this bag. I didn't have the cover on her. So she was there just living her best life. And there was a particular production company that I wanted to give my film's slick flyer that has the information with the poster on the front. And I walked in and I saw that they were in a meeting and I thought, oh, I don't want to disrupt the meeting. And so I just sort of waited and I was about to turn around to leave. And the lady who was at the other end of the room, who saw me, 
she suddenly got up and started walking towards me. I think she thought I was like a crazy dog lady. Because if you think about it, not many people are walking in with a lifelike dog when they walk into an industry office or meeting. And so I wanted to put her at ease and I said, oh, this is the dog in our film. And I gave her our flyer. And then she looked at the dog and she looked at me and she said, well, that dog looks like Toto. I said, it does look like Toto. There's actually a bit of a tribute to Dorothy and Toto from The Wizard of Oz in the film. And she said, well, it sounds like a quirky film. I said, it is a quirky film. She said, I'd like you to send us a screener. And so I took one of their cards that was there on the table and I said, thank you. And I turned around and I left. So it just goes to show sometimes if you're working on something and it doesn't pan out, sometimes there might be something better waiting around the corner. And that was a situation when I failed to find a real dog for our film because this fabulous, artful, lifelike dog was just waiting in the wings. And apparently she wanted to be a star and she's stolen the show ever since. Thank you for joining us in the How to Successfully Fail in Hollywood podcast. Copyright by Showstoppers and FunnyFailureFilm.com Intro and outro song, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star by David Mumford. Until next time, remember, mistakes makes art more interesting.